0: We just got back from vacation, and um, we've had a yellow jacket problem in our house. Well, stop watching it. No, have I told you this? I was washing my hands in the bathroom the other day, like about... Oh, Oh, you did tell me. Yeah, we talked about this last week. I got stung by a bee. Yeah. I got stung by a yellow jacket. So we've had yellow jackets just coming into our house out of nowhere. So we've been gone for the past five days. We come home last night. There are yellow jackets in our bed, on our headboard, in our in our shower, on the floor just behind the, the sink.
1: I'm just, just looking at everything,
0: going, "You've got to be kidding me!" Right now, it's just just,
1: <laughs> just burn, burn that, burn the house down
0: with just, yellow jackets.
1: Just burn the house down. Yeah, that'd um, be nice. So I made a mistake on something. <laughs> I uh, I don't know why I did it. I was very curious. But I went back and I rewatched the pilot of CSI. Why? I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know what that it pilot was. Like, does not age well. The, uh, the pilot doesn't age well, especially considering. Like I even made a comment about it on Facebook that I was like, uh, "Jim Brass was a dick," and then in the rest of the episodes afterwards, like he's he's fine, like he's mm-hmm. back to Jim Brass that I remember, but then the whole episodes afterwards thing is where the problem comes in because I only meant to watch the pilot mm. and I've now watched 21 episodes of the first season.
0: <laughs> the way that... Um, I, I'm in full
1: rewatch now of CSI. It's ridiculous.
0: I loved CSI. So but, did I. Um,
1: like 15 seasons.
0: <sighs> what are all their characters' names? Nick and...
1: Um, Nick, Sarah, Catherine. Nope. No. Gil.
0: No. What the hell are you talking about? His name is not Darwin. What's his name? Warwick? Warwick. Is that his name on the show? Yes. Okay. So Warwick and Nick, the way that they treat Catherine in that pilot episode is garbage. Like it's just so discriminating and how they're like, they're shaming her for having a kid and, and having to like, you know, drop her off or pick her up or something like it just doesn't age well. Like you watch it it right now in 2023 and you're like, wow, this is terrible.
1: No, but it gets better by the second episode.
0: Yeah, I didn't get. So I used to love that show. I used to watch it like on the Spike channel
1: when it was always me on t- the Spike channel. Me too. <laughs> I remember like that's how I discovered it. I remember yeah, they, right, were, me we, too. they were doing a marathon. It was 24-7 episodes of CSI. All the time. And I had TiVo at the time. So I TiVo'd every single episode so that the episodes that aired while I was sleeping, I could watch. And that was how I got caught up with the show. Well, that was like early
0: streaming, right? Was like Spike Channel. And then also there was um, Spike TV. I think it was E. E had America's Next Top Model on all the time. So for me, I I don't like reality television at all. And I really don't care about models, but it was on. Like on a Saturday, if I was off and I was just at home, you know, I'm poor, I have no money. I'm like, I guess I'm going to watch Tyra Banks yell at a bunch of models all day long. (laughs) So CSI would be like, I'm going to watch CSI for a a little bit. And then when it got like too dark or I was just sick of it, I would just go to America's Next Top Model.
1: That was my life if I wasn't working. It was so sad. It was... Yeah, because I remember Spike TV did that marathon because the show was still on. Mm. It was still airing new episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it was maybe like the first like six or seven seasons that for a couple days they just aired it 24-7 nonstop and played all those first six or seven seasons. And then I used that to get caught up and then I watched it every week when it aired on CBS.
0: CBS. The best episodes... The two best episodes are the ones from, um, that Quentin Tarantino directed where, when Nick got buried alive, mm-hmm. uh, did you know, Quentin Tarantino directed I those did. episodes? Yeah. Those are my favorite episodes. I thought they were just, it was gripping television.
1: I've loved it. Cause there's already a number of people I didn't realize like showed up in this show. Like Eric stone street is one of the coroner is like one of the scientists in one episode. Mm hmm um reginald val johnson from die hard is a psychiatrist in a couple episodes
0: isn't he also carl winslow yes he is yeah
1: yeah see yeah
0: to me he will always be carl
1: winslow even though you're a brooklyn 99 fan i was
0: also a tgif fan
1: oh me too oh come on TGIF. Like, do the, i i still remember do the urkel
0: Oh, the Urkel!
1: When Steve, when Steve Urkel and Stefan Urkel, when when Steve Urkel left Family Matters via a jetpack and landed in Step by Step. Do you remember that?
0: I, remember that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that till right this second.
1: It was the it was the step by it was the Family Matters step by step crossover, which. <laughs> He he flies away on a jetpack <laughs> and he crashes in step by step. Step by step.
0: Because that's where Do the Urkel came from.
1: Day. It was on oh. that episode. He does it I on was, step by step.
0: I was a huge full house fan. Full House and Family Matters. And then maybe I watched Step by Step. Maybe.
1: I watched them all. That is ridiculous. Um we have movies to talk about. We do. Okay, I'm going to go first. It's movie swap. Okay. So, uh,
0: so I watched, okay. I watched Down Periscope and I didn't get to watch it till last night, but I'm so glad I got to watch it last night. And the kids wanted, to, they're still watching Stranger Things like it's their job. So they went upstairs. So it was just me and Dave. Um, so the movie overall is really funny. Okay. Really funny.
1: Okay. I'm happy to hear that because this is one of the- my. I I gave you this because this is one of my favorite just stupid comedies.
0: Okay. The sexual harassment (laughs) of um, the woman character whose name is now escaping me.
1: Uh, Oh, my Lauren Holly is... Lauren
0: Holly was the actress. Yes. But I I Um, forget her name. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, uh, Emily.
0: Oh, okay. So they steal her clothes or they give her bad ones they steal her bra they catcall her they I, I just i'm watching it i'm like this is not funny and it was at the beginning of the movie i was pissed i was pissed cuz i'm just like this is ridiculous and then at the end they give her a romance plot with kelsey grammer and they have zero zero sexual <laughs> chemistry at all like when she kisses him i'm like what are you do you just set women back in the working field, like 50 years by doing that, like it would have been totally fine if they had a professional friendship and the movie would have actually been better for it. Other than that though, it was really funny. Like, I love the fact that this was a ship of what the Navy thinks are total screw ups, Mm -hmm. but they weren't. Um, sonar is the perfect example (laughs) You know, he's just, he was, like, amazing at everything. And then the scene where he's trying to be the whales to, like, offset them. And he's like, I think there's two whales. I thought that was brilliant. I just (laughs) thought that that was really, really funny. It was really great. Um, You know, Kelsey Grammer did a pretty good job. I'm not a Kelsey Grammer fan at
1: all. but I remember you mentioning that.
0: Yeah. But, you know, pretty good. Rip Torn was very good in it. Um, and I love the fact that they had an actual World War II diesel uh ship operator, Somebody. yeah. But no, 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 they had the guy below deck, he was um, that wasn't in uniform, he was actually a real life, he was in World War II, he was um, he worked on one of those boats,
1: Harry Dean Stanton. Sure, that's that the, the actual guy. guy.
0: OK, apparently he was like that was his job and that was actually like his his thing.
1: That's what Dave said, because I didn't no. look at IMDb. No, he's absolutely right. Howard Stanton Stanton um, unfortunately passed away in 2017. Uh, but no, he was. He was actually a cook uh, and he did serve on submarines in during World War II. He is a he was an actual veteran.
0: Yeah, and I liked it that they made him a um, they made him a. uh a consultant so that he wasn't in uniform because he was just there because he knew how to operate the ship. Mm -hmm. So, and so that was, that was really, that was kind of a fun, anything that happened down below with the steam engine. I really enjoyed those parts. I just, it, he he reminded me of, um, the actor from mash that cross-dressed all the time.
1: I know you're talking about. Yeah. I've never, um, uh Klinger, I think, is the character. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I never saw Mash. I just <laughs> how, like, he, how does he remind you of a character from MASH if you've never seen Mash? Because everybody knows the characters of MASH. I've seen clips. Okay. I was born I was born the night that I think my mom was actually watching MASH when I was born or something like that. Okay. And I remember sh- that we used to have to watch it. Like that was their show. So that was what was on TV if we wanted to watch TV when it was on. But I didn't commit anything to memory.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a little. little young. I was. Yeah. You're a little young. Um, there's a little cameo from Patton Oswald in the movie. Uh, a
0: little cameo. He's there the entire movie in the but background. But he, he
1: only has one line.
0: No, the it's his movie. very first movie. It's very because Dave goes. This is the introducing Patton Oswalt right yep. here because he he says the line and Dave and I go, oh
1: my gosh,
0: it's Patton Oswalt. We like, <laughs> like that was the most exciting part
1: of the whole movie for us. Yeah, I believe it was. I it was either his first or one of his first. So it was it was very early on. I'm actually looking at his. No, IMDb it's his number. first. Is it?
0: Yeah, it's his very first. We've Dave and I have seen Patton Oswalt twice live, and he's amazing. He's I just lo- we love him so so much.
1: Yeah, first movie, not first appearance, because he did a couple television appearances, but he first movie he did was Down Periscope.
0: Yeah, film debut debut of comedian Patton Oswalt. Yep,
1: I love how you do research of these movies that I give you. I well, you know, I just watch them and give you my notes i
0: if i like the movie i go to the trivia (laughs) it says that pat noswalt had to leave filming roughly two weeks early to pursue a job as a staff writer for mad tv
1: makes sense because he did an appearance on mad tv before he did the movie okay so i guess um because yeah pat noswalt did start as a writer before he did a lot of appearances on television i
0: I really, really enjoyed the movie. I thought that it was very clever. I thought that it was original. Um, I liked the fact that, you know, uh, Lieutenant Dodge was um, this character that everybody viewed as a screw up just because he liked to mess around on shit. But he was actually like built to lead his own. Submarine. Mm-hmm. He was just never given the chance, and I think that that says a lot about his crew too. You know, his crew was just never given the chance to excel um, because they're, you know, the misfits and the um, outliers of what is deemed appropriate or a good a good sailor. Um, so, you know, I like any kind of bad news bear story. So and it that's, was,
1: and that's really what this is. It's like the bad yeah. news bears of the Navy, and I like. Mm-hmm. And I, and, I, and I enjoyed the fact that, like, with Rob Schneider's character, with Marty Pascal, like,
0: what he, a dick.
1: he's a total dick. And, like, you're right. Like, these are all the misfits of the Navy. But every character realized that they were the misfits of the Navy, except for him. Like, he thought he was just placed there as a punishment, not realizing he himself was also a misfit, but was too big of an egotist to even realize it.
0: He was put there because he's the biggest pain in the ass in the Navy, and they didn't know what to do with him. So they're like, let's give him to Dodge, and he'll foil everything. I mean, everybody was handpicked to do that. Although, I would tell you that the cook would have to go away. You're not (laughs) – no. No more – no, no,
1: no, no. Buckman? Nope. You don't like Buckman?
0: Oh, oh, all the food was yucky and bad, and he was disgusting, and he – like, it was just – I'm such a sanitary person. (laughs) And it's just like the whole time watching it, I'm like actively losing my appetite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love the line with Buckman and, and Pascoe when he's like, I found, a, I found a Band-Aid in my food. Yesterday, I found a fingernail. I'm sorry, sir. The Band-Aid was keeping the fingernail on. <laughs>
0: I hated that. <laughs> I was just
1: like, oh, I hate this so much. He um, Buck, Buckman does have one line that I tend to quote a lot when I see the opportunity. And the, it's the scene where it's towards the end of the movie. And Dodge is like, let's leave Graham squealing from the feeling. <laughs> and there's like Eakin from the freaking and Buckman's oinking from the boykin. Oh my god! <laughs> I just, I love, I don't know why I love that line, but I'll use it any opportunity I get.
0: That's awesome.
1: So uh, yeah, the the movie is just to me, it's stupid fun. Um,
0: Yeah, it was nice to watch a a stupid fun movie last night.
1: And it has a lot of, like, there's a lot of feel good to it, too, by the end. Like, you you end up rooting for them to win this game. Oh, yeah. Because Admiral Graham is a dick. And you just want them to beat him. And even though technically they, you know, they get shot at, uh, you know, like, but Please he knew his goose was out. but
0: Dodge knew that his goose was cooked so he's like, let's just send out the torpedoes anyways. I was thinking that maybe that that Admiral Graham like just was so egotistical that he didn't think that they were even gonna get to Norfolk. So my hope and it never happened, but my hope was that um was that Dodge's ship, um, Dodge a submarine torpedoed like an active boat by accident because Admiral Graham effed up like by oh, underestimating Jesus. him. You that know what I mean? Go, that
1: would have been dark.
0: No, 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 nobody was on it. Just like he parked it there, like his, his ship or something oh. like that. Right. Um, and I oh. also thought that what's his name, William Macy's character. What was his name in, in this Captain Knox that when he, he like bet against Dodge when he gave uh, yeah. his EXO the money. I'm like, <laughs> yes, you dickhead. Like you don't bet against him.
1: Yeah. But he, I've, okay. I've, so
0: correct me if I'm wrong. Knox didn't know that he was going up against.
1: um, Dodge. Did he not at first? Um, okay. I don't think when Graham brings him in, he just tells him it's a rogue diesel submarine. I don't think it's until Graham ends up on, um, on the Orlando that he realizes who he's up against.
0: Okay. I, there must, there must have been something that didn't make it into the movie to show that because that was unclear.
1: Okay. Um, um, I get the confusion. Yeah, it, I don't really think it's ever kind of explained um, when, when Knox finds out. But by the end, he does know who he's against. Okay. I think, like I said, I think if, if you have to try and figure it out, the timeline, I think it's when Graham ends up on... When Graham comes out and and joins the crew of the Orlando, that's when he kind of... That's probably when he found out who okay. he was up against.
0: Okay. Yeah. I can see that because he had a personal vendetta against him. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed the movie. I just really hated all of the sexual harassment, discrimination, the fact that she was in a hammock with nothing else. Um, you know, all of her clothes were taken. There was no real punishment it you know it was really that was the only I, and and I get it like it's a 1996 movie and that's yeah. just that was viewed as funny, but I just don't find that funny.
1: But, I understand. Um, I understand it. I mean, again, you're talking about a movie that's almost 30 years old. 30 years old. I mean,
0: right? It's just hard to watch. It's hard to watch given given the fact that you know. I mean, I just I just don't think that we needed. A romance story. I could have, I could have forgiven a lot of it, but when she was like permission to speak speak freely, sir, and he's like, granted, and she kisses him. I'm like, come on. I was so angry. I'm like, really?
1: Well, because really? up and up until that point, there's nothing.
0: There's no, there was nothing yeah. even after that. I'm like, you guys have zero chemistry. You had more chemistry with Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber.
1: Well, and they ended up married
0: for like ten minutes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not a long time. Um, yeah, yeah, because you're right. Because there there's not a lot of chemistry afterwards either, until the very end of the movie when you kind of see them walk away together and and have a conversation.
0: No, um, yeah, you do. He looked like her. He looked like her dad.
1: Uh, I didn't see it that way but okay.
0: I don't know. He's always he he's looked old to me for a a while. Right, so maybe it. it's just that Kelsey Grammer is like 80 years old right now or something <laughs> like that and I'm just like he'll always be 80 years old to me.
1: I wonder how old Kelsey Grammer is right now. Let's see. He is Uh that's He's the good old He was born
0: in 55.
1: He's 68. So, he's so at the 68. time he was he was like 38. He was 38. Well, yeah, it, it was, was probably 40. like like 40, yeah. Yeah. But then how old was Lauren Holly at the time? Let's look at that <laughs> and see what the age difference was between the four of them. Um Oh wait, so how old is Kelsey Grammer? She was born in
0: 55.
1: So she's. She 59. was born in
0: 63.
1: She's 59. So then she was like 20. She was like 32. All right. It's a little weird. I didn't realize she's from Bristol, PA.
0: I just was. I just was about to say that.
1: That's where my. That's actually where my ex lives. <laughs> it's Bristol, PA.
0: Oh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Huh? Didn't even realize that. Didn't realize she was a <laughs> PA girl. Not that it matters.
0: So, yeah. I, look, I had a good time watching it. It was nice and light. I like light movies from time to time. And that was a good one. Good.
1: Yeah. It um, was just mercy. So, yeah. So, my my homework from you was just mercy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you this. Uh, that movie infuriated me. Yeah, right. Infuriated me, not because I hated the movie, right? But because of the the situations that happen in that movie. You should read the book. I was pissed. Yep. About half of the shit, not even all of it. Yeah. Everything that happens in that movie pissed me off and it pissed. it's true.
0: It's a true story. Well, that's
1: what I mean. It pissed me off because like, yes, this is, this is a story from the seventies, but it pissed me off because this shit still happens today. Mm -hmm. That's what infuriated me more than anything else is Mm -hmm. knowing that this shit still happens.
0: So I highly recommend you reading the book or listening to the book because, um, he Brian Stevenson. Does Brian starts- Stevian,
1: does he does he narrate the audiobook? Yes. Then I then I'm gonna listen to it.
0: Um he um he starts off the book, and the first I'd say about 50 pages of the book is all of the stats of today and how they still relate to back in I think it was set in the eighties.
1: Well, are you no, sure it was the 70s? He was, yeah, because Oh no, maybe it was no okay. The crime that was he was arrested for was in the 70s. The movie takes place in the 80, late 80s into the early 90s.
0: Okay, yeah. So
1: because the, because when he's finally released it's 1993. Right. Yeah. And he was and he was incarcerated for 25 years.
0: And so a lot of the kit a lot of the other um people that he was incarcerated with brian stevenson also helped them and i think it says that at the end of the it movie does. Uh, yeah.
1: because i will i will tell you this right now before we get into like the deep dive in the movie um as infuriated as i was about the movie and the situations and everything that really helped enhance because I, i'll be honest with you i didn't look at anything about this story i didn't know if um Uh, If Walter McMillan was freed, like I didn't Mm -hmm. know anything about it. And there was a part of me that was almost really bummed because when he goes for the first court case and it gets denied, his retrial gets denied, it's playing out like this man is going to go to the chair for something he didn't do. And I was really worried. That's how the movie was going to end.
0: It went down to the wire.
1: Yes. And then, so when it goes to the state Supreme court, Mm -hmm. when it's, I started feeling myself getting really emotional when the DA approached the judge and said, we're dropping this. And then it was announced that he was free. Like, I actually started crying. Yeah. I started crying. And I'm actually getting a little choked up thinking about it now. Jamie Foxx is really good in this movie. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is fantastic. Phenomenal. In this movie. And Jamie Foxx is absolutely astounding. But then watching all of the post that happened afterwards and finding out about, um, the other prisoner that was in the cell next to him. Mm -hmm. I started getting choked up again when you find out that he also helped him. Right. Get out of prison as well. Yeah. For something like he, he helped get him exonerated.
0: There's also another, um, side story where Brian Stevenson was also started helping, um, kids that were under the age of 18 that were also on death row and tried as adults. And they were all, um, kids of, of color. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it, it, the, the book bounces around with about four or five different court cases that he's working on simultaneously, all along the same lines. These are innocent people that are on death row that he's trying to get off of death row. But the story, the book and the movie largely, uh, centers on Walter McMillan, which is the the big case for him, um, mm-hmm. which started his equal justice, um, equal justice initiative. I think EJI is what it's called, um, which is really successful now. And they do a lot of work for um, prisoners that have been wrongly convicted on death row and trying to get them uh, those, those cases overturned. Um, Brian Stevenson is an amazing human being. So I'm really glad that they they made this movie. Um, the book was so good. I picked it up like 15 years ago or something like that at a Starbucks. And then it sat on my bookshelf for like, I don't know, easily 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then I finally opened it up and I read it. And I was obsessed with it to the point that I was like writing in the margins of the book and everything. And then about six months after I read it, they're like, "We're going to make this movie." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited!"
1: No, i i I really, I really enjoyed the movie. Like I said, it was it was a, a compelling tale. I didn't want to do. I knew about the movie before you assigned it to me. It was just a movie right. I'd never seen before, and mm-hmm. I wanted to see it because I am a Michael B. Jordan fan and right. uh, a Jamie Fox fan and a Brie Larson fan. I enjoyed, like you know, so. I was like, They're okay, all well.
0: Marvel characters.
1: Ja- oh, that's right. Jamie Foxx was in Spider Man.
0: Yeah, that's he was right. Electric Eye. Electric. He was, he was
1: Electro. There you go. Yeah. And Michael B. Jordan was Killmonger. Yep, and Black well, Banter. we all know Bray Larson,
0: <laughs> Captain Marvel.
1: C- Captain Marvel. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, this was something that I I had been on my list to see for a while, but again, I didn't know a lot about the story outside of the trailer, I hadn't seen anything of the movie. And I, was I I've, I've was really intrigued by the story again. Cause like I said, I thought by the end, I was like, man, I really hope this doesn't end with like a bummer because then this guy would not bright- give that to you. I would, uh, I, w- I was going to say, <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> would. You totally would. Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. It was a compelling story. It infuriated me, but because it was the subject material that infuriated Mm -hmm. me and the fact that it is a problem that still exists.
0: Yeah. That's what infuriated me. The South people don't realize, I think that the South is as corrupt as it is. And I think that there's a lot of Southerners that don't even realize it. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, I live in the South. I've lived in the South's, you know, I lived in the South for easily half my life at this point. I mean, I was married and went straight to Mississippi. Then we lived in Virginia. Now we lived in North Carolina. We've lived in North Carolina since 2018. I lived in North Carolina when I was in high school and junior high. The South, I'm sorry. This is a
1: racist place. I'm I have family from the South. I mean, I, I have a lot of family on my dad's side who I don't speak to anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the some of the people that live down there, I still speak with, like cousins and, and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've spent a good amount of time in, in South Carolina because yeah. of family. So I know exactly how it is. Yeah, yeah
0: and I mean, look. Does that mean that everybody's racist down here? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. There are millions of people in the South that are trying to bring it to the 21st century. But it's not happening. It's not happening because we've got old law in place. We've got older people in power. We've got a lot of ignorance. We've got a lot of misinformation. Um, I mean- You know, you look at the 13th Amendment, the 13th Amendment, you know, on paper, if you don't read it, people say, oh, well, that abolishes slavery, except that it doesn't. Yes, it does. It abolishes slavery. But there is there is an exception in that amendment that says unless you have been convicted of a crime, unless you owe money to somebody else, then you can be an indentured servitude or you have you're a slave by being jailed. And this is the workaround to the 13th Amendment that the South has used since its inception to keep people of color down. That's just a fact of life. That's not me saying, you know, oh, that's my interpretation. Go back and read the 13th Amendment. This is what has kept people of color in bondage since the end of the Civil War. And it's the people that refuse to believe it and the people that are trying to hide that by, you know, with Florida. I mean, look at Florida and what it's doing with education. You can't teach about slavery anymore in Florida. You can't teach about uh, uh, um racial injustice or racial equality in Florida anymore. You can't say the word gay anymore. I mean, there's just things that you can't do in Florida anymore. And it's spreading throughout the South.
1: I, I'm, I, and I'm And I apologize to any listeners who might be listening from Florida, but Florida just sucks.
0: Well, and uh, you know,
1: it does. I I've never made And, it, it. <clears> and when <throat> I, when I say that, I don't mean everybody who lives there. I mean, yes, there are, a high percentage of people that live there that are on board with all of these things that you mentioned and they encourage it and they want it. Mm -hmm. It's more the people in charge in Florida that suck.
0: Yes. And, and, and a lot of us, a lot of us in the South, we can't do anything about it. And it's not for lack of trying. There is a huge push from lots of so many people, to bring equality to the South. And it's just, it's, there's so much more work to be done. And movies like Just Mercy are important movies for people to see so that they can actually go and find that information. That information's there. You go pick up Brian Stevenson's book, it's footnoted. You want to see the, the, he has the evidence to back up what he's saying, not to mention that he's a Harvard trained lawyer.
1: Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, that was one of the things that also infuriated me too was the fact that this is a man who come like, like you mentioned, is a Harvard Harvard graduated lawyer. He is mm-hmm. trained by one of the greatest law schools in the country, which means mm-hmm. not only is he like, not only does he have a degree, he is very well educated. Ruth Bader Ginsburg went to Harvard, and the amount of ignorance of towards him the phone calls that he gets the threats the people like i was so pissed i mean thankfully this character kind of made up for it a little bit but the scene where he first goes to the prison and they make him strip and he says no like visiting attorneys don't have to do that but they make him do it anyway and it's purely because of the color of his skin yep it's like uh, I I can't tell you how angry I got watching this movie at
0: every that was that was very edited from what happened. Oh,
1: I'm sure it was
0: the book version of of that entire scene. You want to talk about being infuriated? I was like I was crying into the pages of my book because it continues even after that.
1: Well, I mean, and, and the movie kind of makes it seem like that guard kind of does come to conscience a little bit by the end, you know? Yes. So I was, I was thankful for that. Um, The other thing that infuriated me too, is when I was watching at the end and they show all the stills about like what happened to these people. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very saddened to find out that when Walter McMillan passed away from dementia, that. It still weighed very heavily on him up until the moment of his death. Well, twenty five years of false imprisonment will absolutely do that to you. And it, yeah. And but what really infuriated me was one of the still showed that that fucking sheriff was reelected nine times and remained sheriff until two thousand seventeen. That
0: should tell you exact everything you need to know about the South. And I say this as somebody who lives in the south. Yeah. I say this as somebody who lives in rural rural I can't say that word. <laughs> you rural. said it. Rural. Thank you. Yeah. I say that as somebody who lives in the rural south. Okay? I teach in the rural south. I am I am very intimately aware of what I am talking about here. And North Carolina is actually considered kind of a little More Yankee South than, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Um, So I, I don't know. I just, it's really, really sad that this is still something that happens to this day. It's even more depressing that people don't understand that it is happening or they refuse to believe it or. They want to try and sweep it under the rug and pretend that it's not happening. None of that, none of that is productive. None of that is going to get us where we need to go. And the rest of the world is laughing at us.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. We are the stock. We are the most powerful country in the world. We are also the, yeah, we are the most embarrassing
0: well, somebody said the other day that the rest of the world watches America like America watched Tiger King. Uh yeah, I could
1: see it. <laughs> Absolutely see it. Um I do we, you know, we mentioned Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Uh one of the other uh performances I really enjoyed was Tim Blake Nelson. Who um, did he play? He was the um what the hell uh Ralph Myers, the prisoner that wrote the false confession that got Walter in prison. Yes. Oh yes. Um it was a fantastic performance from Tim Blake Nelson. Um uh, which I've seen him, I've seen him and other stuff, and I love Tim Blake. It, oh brother where out that was with with him and uh uh Clooney and uh Totoro are just that is a fucking fantastic movie. Um so yeah, that was another performance that i really I really enjoyed that really stood out to me uh in the movie as well but yeah, the movie um, I'm glad I watched it again, just infuriated me, right, but I felt like it was something that needed to be watched, and just like. Oppenheimer made me want to read Prometheus. Mm-hmm. I actually want to read the book now of Just Mercy to find out more of the story.
0: Uh, you know what? And I invite you to do that because I think that you're really going to enjoy um that book, especially if you listen to it. Um, you know, I've I've listened to videos of of Brian Stevenson talking, speaking, and um he's really He's really inspiring and everything that he does and he went and got his, his education. And then instead of being like some big time firm lawyer where he could have made millions of dollars and live wherever he wanted, he wanted to use his education to restore his community and his people and, um, try and equal the playing field a little bit. And that yeah. is admirable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad yeah, you so enjoyed it. I did. So thank you for that one. Yeah, sure. Um, so homework for next week. I I have one picked out, but I, I have this inkling that you might have seen it. If I you, have one picked out that I think you might have seen too. So let's see what we I, got here. But I do have a backup. If, okay, if, me too. If you, if you have seen it. The chances of you not having seen this one are pretty low. So... Uh, But if you haven't, I feel like it is one you absolutely need to watch. Okay. Have you ever seen Galaxy Quest? Yeah. Okay. All right. I had a feeling. Oh, my
0: dad was such a big Tim Allen fan. Are you kidding me? I always had to watch whatever he put out.
1: I adore that movie.
0: Well, Alan Rickman's in it, so I adore it too. And And, and Sigourney Sigourney Weaver's
1: in it. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay, so With that being said, I have two backups. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to give you the choice. Would you prefer heartfelt or true story or inspired by true story? Yeah, always go with true story. Okay. Then my movie for you this week is a movie called Pirate Radio. Okay. Original
0: Pirate Radio. Turn down your stereo.
1: I will tell you this right now, not to give you any kind of like, it's not a, anything about the spoiler. It's not any spoilers about the movie or anything. No kids. This movie. Yeah, I would say no kids for this one. Um, uh, I don't know. Watch it first. And then if you okay. feel like they can, you could probably watch it again. Yep. I will tell you right now, the story and the cast of this movie are amazing. So much so that this movie might fall into my top 20 favorite movies of all time. Okay.
0: A Ben favorite.
1: So yeah, so Pirate Pirate Radio.
0: What year was it
1: made? Pirate Radio.
0: I just like being prepared for at least the year that it was made.
1: Um 2009. Okay.
0: Little newer than uh, Down Periscope?
1: Yes. Yeah, but also very similar in that it takes place at sea. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, We're going with a
0: nautical element with you yeah, lately. Appara- apparently.
1: It. So, <laughs> yeah. So Pirate Radio is my homework to you this week.
0: Okay. Um, I have a feeling you've seen this just because you see everything, but I'm still going to ask you. Okay. Have you seen Bad Moms? I have. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to rewatch that. Yeah, movie.
1: Mi- Millie. So rewatch it anyway.
0: No, no, no. I do you know how little free time I have? <laughs> I have to watch Stranger Things a hundred times with my children. Um, okay, so my movie for you instead is going to be what I was going to give you anyways. Um, but I was trying to go lighter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Than just mercy? Okay, we'll see if we can do it. No, no,
0: no. This will be lighter than (laughs) Just Mercy. It's actually, you know, it was one of my favorite movies that I've seen in a while. It's been, it was on my list for a really long time. And then I was on a plane trip over Christmas last, uh, last year. And it was one of the movies that was available to watch. And I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, but it's, it was nominated for best picture, um, after seeing it, I wish it had won. Braveheart. Um, no, fuck you. No, <laughs> um, no. It's newer than that. Black Klansman.
1: Okay, all right.
0: It's uh, that is
1: on my unwatched list. So I know it is. Okay, so black black is is Black Klansman more comedy? Uh, it's
0: a dark comedy.
1: Okay, all
0: right. It's awesome. Like o- honestly. Uh- <laughs> It's just, it is fan-freaking-tastic. Adam Driver is in it. Um, And I love anything that he does, honestly. I think that he is a phenomenal actor. Even Family Story? Huh? Even Family Story? I did not want to watch a movie about my childhood.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Black Klansman from 2018. Oh, it's Spike Lee. Yeah. Okay.
0: Nominated for Best Picture, fantastic movie. Fantastic movie.
1: Okay. Uh, I will tell you, too, as far as Pirate Radio goes, uh, if you decide to that you enjoy it, which I think you will, and you do all your research, um, the movie also went by another name, which was um, The Boat That Rocked. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. If you like if you uh, if you google IMDB Pirate Radio, it comes up as The Boat That Rocked. Okay. But it's this it's the same movie. I think The Boat That Rocked was like the European title or it was okay. the original title and then it got changed to Pirate Radio. Have you ever heard of a hip hop a British hip hop group called um The Streets? Uh maybe? I don't know.
0: Uh. They're very outskirts um, hip hop, but they always say, original pirate material, turn down your aerial, like at just at every single time they do their songs. So
1: this, this movie plays into that a little bit. Oh, is it a British movie? It's a British movie. Oh, yes. It's by the same people that did uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral and Love Actually.
0: Oh, Okay. Oh, this should be fun. I'm excited. Yeah,
1: it's it's a it's a fun, fun, fun movie. Um, I'll just tell you like some I'll just tell you like I'll give you like th- three or four cast members and you'll know. Uh Philip Seymour Hoffman, <gasps> yay, Bill Nye, Nick Frost, um, Kenneth Brenna, and I'll stop there because there's a okay. number. There's a number of other ones in there too. A Lot of recognizable faces. You
0: had me at Philip Seymour Hoffman.
1: Yeah, and he's fantastic. Oh, like, I oh will... was
0: he good in this one? Because he's
1: never good in what he does. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> I like. I'm. I'm. Thank I'm God happy he did
0: to... a good movie. Jeez.
1: I'm happy to give you this one too because, as you know, I rewatch anything I give you. Yeah. So now this gives me the excuse to go back and rewatch this movie.
0: I'm definitely going to rewatch black Klansman. I have been waiting for an excuse cause I've seen
1: it, but Dave hasn't. So now I get to say, Hey Dave, let's watch this dude." So what were Dave's thoughts on damn periscope? I'm just curious that he, he enjoy thought it was great cause I know yeah. he's, I know he's ex military, but he you was know.
0: laughing and laughing. Yeah. He okay, thought good. it was hilarious. Yeah. Good. I was the one who was not laughing
1: at, certain parts.
0: Yes. At okay. Anything with Lauren Holly. I was just, I spent that time pissed off.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. All but right. other than that, I, the walk, the plank scene, God help me. That was so funny. And, <laughs> and I told Dave, I go, Oh, it's a team building exercise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Cause that's, that's a fun scene. They made him walk the plank.
0: <laughs> I think Rip I, Torn. I think Rip Torn was uh, impressed by that. He's like,
1: oh, okay. Uh, I also love too that the first time I saw the movie, I did not call Stepanek being his son until it's revealed at the end.
0: I thought it was Graham.
1: You thought, thought Graham was his son.
0: He, I thought Graham was his father when he said, "Oh, my dad's an admiral."
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. I, I thought. Could, I, could I thought
0: maybe he put his like good for nothing son on his ship. Yeah. For well, real. Like,
1: and that was one of the things I, some of the things I liked about Stepanic's character too, was when they're doing this, then when they're, they go silent and Buckman rips the fart. Cause when is a fart joke on a Oh sub, my not gosh. Funny? I
0: was crying with laughter <laughs> with them trying to stay yep. quiet.
1: Somebody find Buckman launch him out of torpedo tube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that whole scene when he, when, when Grant, when, um, Dodge talks to Stepanek and he's like, you had a, an opportunity to, you know, to re- screw us up. And he's like, well, that would have been unethical. He's like, "That would have screwed over everybody. I'm just out to mm-hmm. screw myself. And then at the end when when Rip Torn was like, well, at least you got my son to face forward. Yeah. And then Harry Dean Stanton's character just laughs under his breath <laughs> when he realizes it. But then he actually gives him like a, he actually salutes his father. I was like, okay. Like, yeah, I like this
0: yeah and i like and I liked at the end when he's like, Um when he goes, and I'll give you you know a crew that you deserve, and he's like, yeah. I got my crew like I wouldn't
1: be in line for such a promotion without the help of my present crew.
0: he had a great crew, and you know after after that pirate you know team building exercise, you don't get rid of <laughs> your your team, although it would have been unethical to have the girl on there after them having a romantic relationship, but you know what are women on ships for other than to fornicate? <laughs> oh, God damn it. Well, okay. I,
1: she does prove to be. You a understand strong, that
0: I'm a hardcore feminist, right? Yes, so, I do. But she this, does. You should have known this
1: was coming. She does prove to be a very capable officer on that sub.
0: Yeah, she does. Which is why she didn't need to have yes. a romantic. That was my whole point. Is I that? Yes. That. She was very capable and she should have just been able to stand on her own and not have to have a, a romantic relationship with the captain of the submarine.
1: I get it. I got you, you should get it. I got I'm
0: very smart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So we have our homework assignments for next week. You've given me Black Klansman I've given you pirate radio. Um, we want to know your thoughts on the movies that we watched. If you have any, so feel free to leave us feedback on either the movies we just discussed or the movies we're going to be discussing next week. Uh, easiest way to do that is go to Wilhelmpodcast.com, Find all the links there on how to do so. Or you can email us directly feedback at Wilhelm And you can leave us either an email or a voicemail, record yourself in a voicemail and send it to us that way. Uh, I'm looking forward to our homework for this week. Me too. So uh that said thanks for listening and we'll see you guys on another episode of Wilhelm and the Movie Swap bye Goodbye Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye now,
0: goodbye Goodbye, goodbye now, goodbye <laughs>